It's Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Yes, you do. And we were glad to have you back on a Tuesday morning. It's Russell and Medhurst. Aloha from the East Coast. Matt Essex in the other room. He's taking your calls. 301-230-0980. Be courteous and kind to your man. When you call in today, Russell's on the other side of the board. I'm here on mic number three. Feeling for number three, Sterling Shepard last night. Dude's just jogging down the field, and the turf monster snatched his ACL last night. I don't understand, man. I don't understand. It's like Odell Beckham Jr., same thing. Is it is Bermuda grass that hard to take care of? It must be in some places. I mean, we got great grounds crews. We got smart people that do a lot of turf management. We couldn't take care of it here in Washington for several years. It looked like garbage by November. I mean, get get a sprinkler out. All you got to do is water the grass. I mean, I don't understand. We got millions of dollars of money to buy the best turf surfaces, and we got dudes that are just jogging down the field and getting their ACLs ripped out. Good morning, Mr. Russell, and let me ask you this, my friend. Yes, sir. We both had the commanders challenging for a playoff spot. Mm -hmm. We knew. I told you. I tried to sell you that the NFC East was going to be better. I didn't realize it was going to be this much better because the Cowboys and Giants last night actually look like reasonable football teams, competitive game, and for all the grief that Mike McCarthy takes, that deservedly so at times. Mr. Quinn and Mr. Moore sans a few players getting it done there in Dallas considering they're missing their quarterback. 2-0 without him. Yeah, they did. Uh, and Cooper let, let me just start with this. Cooper Rush is better than anybody thinks he is. I know you've been on Cooper Rush for a long time. You talked about him leading up to that Sunday night game yep. and that win in Minnesota. I knew very little about him. I mean, he's been whacked a, a bunch of times. The Giants put claims in him. Uh, he was out on the show. He was cut again at the end of August. Yeah. I mean, for God's sakes, the Cowboys are so stupid that they cut every one of their quarterbacks Left Except one Dak. quarterback, Dak, and he didn't even make it through week one and somehow lived to tell the tale of getting Cooper Rush and Will Greer back and getting two wins in a row out of it. I mean, that can never, ever, would never happen in a million years here. In a million years, that would never happen in Washington. So if we expose Taylor Heineke and Sam Howell at the end of – well, how how's different because how well Rush Dallas drafted Rush, so I mean I, I yeah I mean I guess I could see but I they mean, cut him like seventeen yeah, times yeah, right yeah <laughs> I mean, how how there's no doubt would yeah. have been claimed I mean Greer was drafted what in the third round by Carolina and didn't last very long there I think it was third round maybe early fourth round mm-hmm. whatever it was either way my, my point my point being is Pete 
Could you? I mean, to use your example, right? If 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 somehow they let uh, Taylor Heineke and Sam Howell go, the chances that those two would clear waivers and revert back or be able to be signed back to the practice squad, and then Carson Wentz get injured at the end of a horrible, wretched game one performance. And then the uh, and 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 then the next and one of those guys Heineke or wh- whoever it would be right I guess it would be Heineke to fit the mold would come in and beat the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals who were a whisker away from winning a Super Bowl and then beat you know a feisty improved but still far far way to go division rival. On a in a pretty hostile atmosphere on a Monday night on the road with all the mistakes going around him, that would never in a million years happen here. Never, ever, 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 ever in a million years would it happen here. And by no means are the Cowboys some saintly organization. For God's sakes, they suck. Okay? It's been 25 years since they've really, really, really been an imposing threat. I understand their regular season record is always... Way better than the Commanders. Way better than a lot of other teams. I got it. Again, regular season, very different than the postseason. It does count for something, but it doesn't count for everything. And I think we all know when you get the hype and the resources and the 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 fan reaction and the drama and the stage and the talent and the, the, the this and the that, you know, if you're the Cowboys, you should win more than two playoff games in the last 20-some-odd years, okay? And, and and that never happens, and it probably won't happen again this year. But one thing you got to say, in the regular season, they've had some down spots. The regular season, they're pretty good. And last night, they played not only without Dak Prescott, without Tyron Smith, without Michael Gallup, without uh, Dalton Schultz, without um, Connor McGovern, their starting left guard, so they were without their starting left tackle, left guard. From last year, their two top receivers in Gallup and Amari Cooper. Obviously, Cooper was their decision to let him go. But Gallup still out. Now, it looks like he'll return this week, which, hello. <laughs> Good luck. The burgundy and gold are coming. The burgundy and gold are coming. No, that's the black and gold. Oh, I'm coming. sorry. I'm sorry. The the black and bold. <laughs> The black and bold. Sounds like a barbecue sauce. It sounds like... Sounds a, like something you put on your grouper yeah, it, when you're cooking it. Or, or a bad soap opera that used to be on CBS. No, the bold it's still and there. The, oh, it's still there? One the thir- uh, tw- one thirty every the, afternoon, The, the Bold and the Beautiful. The, do, you the, run, look, do you run right home and watch it? No, I, want, I, I, I watch The Young and the Restless via tape. Oh, okay. And then the one thing that has always struck me about The Bold and the Beautiful is the name of the characters. Hello, I'm Ridge Forrester. You know, my name is Ridge. Hello. I mean, it, it's 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 just a wacky show. It's a wacky show. It's only a half hour. Um, you know, they keep reincarnating Sheila to come back and torture, uh, you know, the Forrester family and things of that nature because the writers are having writer's block right now. They can't come up with anything uh, because it, it centers around one family and one family only. So, well, I mean, this is I mean, listen. When you're on every day for however many years, 25, 30 years, whatever it is. Well, the Young and the Restless more. celebrating its fiftieth. Oh, okay, anniversary. Fifty years. I That's mean, is Days of Our Lives still a thing? I used no. to watch that in college. Uh, you know what? It, uh, there's uh, no. Yes, yes. There's still an NBC. Okay. Yeah, that is the NBC. L- listen, it, it's it's the same thing as 
talk about with like Monday Night Raw and Friday Night Smack. Mm-hmm. When you have to, pr- you know, produce that much content, yeah. Like think about it in radio terms, right? We have to produce fi- you and I fifteen hours of content every week, right? Which is not. I mean, we used to have to do twenty. Okay, it sucked. <laughs> That was, I mean, four hours a day. Uh, the junkies have been doing it for 25 years, for 27 years right. now. God bless them. Right. Now, there's four of them, so well, it's a little right. bit easier. That's true. There's four of them, and they can talk about a lot more things than just, you right. know, commanders. But but, so. the, but the point of the matter is, is it's hard to continually be creative, exciting, different, new, unique, uh, perfect, polished, whatever, when you have that much content to put forward. So, like, soap yeah. operas that have been so around for I've 45, 50 to, years, uh, wrestling, what have as you. As I've told you, Eric Braden, Victor New, who's Victor Newman yeah. of the Young and Restless, he, they, we follow each other on Twitter. Um, you know, I've tried to live my life like Victor Newman, except for the, like, six marriages he's had right. uh, on the show. You're, you're just on one. No, just one. Just one. Good boy. 25, uh, 25 years coming up on Monday. Oh. Woo! Yeah. Uh, will it be a victory Monday or will it be a misery Monday? <laughs> Dude, she's always a victory in my life. Oh, isn't Dude, that the commanders, sweet? The commanders, commanders can lose every game. Brenda Medhurst is a victory for me every That's day. That's so, so sweet. She's, she's allowed me to be me and do everything. Whether it was a you know good decision doing gigs that she never got paid for, yeah, you know, or I or, do gigs that I don't get paid. We, for. We we all do. Yeah. That's our the nature of our business. Right. We all we all do that. But you know, to to steer it back to the game last night and to the point you just made about all the uh, the injuries that the Cowboys have suffered and the people that they're playing without. You know, for all the grief we give Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones, how mm-hmm. they run that organization allegedly. Mm-hmm. Dude, 71% of that roster is drafted yep. Cowboys players. Yep. And look at the reserves that they're playing with. Peyton Hendershot was a good college tight end at Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, st- sitting in for Dalton Schultz last yep. night. Three grabs for 43 yards. Played and, reasonably well. And, and I stood on the table for anybody that would, would listen to me about Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. And you're starting to see that transition. You've always said Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard, Tony you're, Pollard. You're starting to see that transition with Tony right. Pollard last night because – I mean, Zeke still has a big role. Zeke has something left, but Tony Pollard has that explosive play gene. But but Zeke has what Pollard also doesn't have, and that's the ability to pass protect. And that was huge last night. No doubt. That was huge last night. Ezekiel Uh, Elliott's always been an excellent uh, excellent pass protector. And he still had some physical tough runs Mm -hmm. and the touchdown. Listen, for the Cowboys, it was far from a perfect performance. By no means, a ton of penalties. Uh, you know, the the drop by C.D. Lamb earlier, and then I he makes the ridiculous I, catch in the well, back and that whole of the that whole series he yeah. was insane on because he had another big catch that was not easy to set up that touchdown. But on the series in the first half, he dropped the wide open touchdown. Ran a great route, ran it from sort of the slot, kind of bent in and then bent out and was wide open against a safety and a two deep shell. And he just literally dropped it. And then he dropped a tipped pass on third down that, you know, okay, it was tipped. So you can't totally blame him. But, dude, you got to come up with that. You're an NFL receiver. And that's been a little bit of a problem for CeeDee Lamb. I'm sorry, non catches, drops, however you want to, you know, uh, grade it. Uh, designate it, whatever, that's been a problem. But when C.D. Lamb had to come up big last night, Pete, when the Cowboys had to buckle down and come up big, they scored three unanswered uh, – I'm sorry, uh, not unanswered, not completely. There was a period where it was three unanswered. Uh, The Elliott one-yard touchdown run, a 75-yard drive, nine plays – 
five minutes and change. An 11-play, 89-yard drive, six minutes and change. That was the C.D. Lamb brilliant catch in the corner of the end zone. Again, he had another big play to set that one up. And then the Mahar field goal, uh, which was just off of a turnover, uh, or was it turnover on downs? Uh, no, it was off the uh, the the interception. Inter- yeah. I want to say where the receiver fell down. Right. right. Um, so they had at one point three straight scores in a nip and tuck game back and forth. Listen, it was far from pretty for the Dallas Cowboys. Again, twenty three sixteen the final. Nobody should be printing their playoff tickets just yet. Uh, again, I don't have them making the playoffs. You did right as the second wild card. Mm-hmm. I had three uh, from the NFC East making it. All right, and so so that's going to lead the us. The third into, one's not going to make right. It. That's going to lead us into the conversation. Okay, I, I, listen again. Th- this was like nobody can walk away going, "Wow, man, did the Cowboys blow our skirts up?" But you know what they did? They won a road game in a somewhat hostile atmosphere. That crowd was good last night. Mm-hmm. Usually, the Giants' crowd is more stoic and more kind of hooty, tooty, fresh and fruity. Um, it was loud. It was enthusiastic. It was, from what I could tell on TV, more Giants, certainly than Cowboys, uh, as you would expect. But, I, I mean, we know what the Cowboys do. And, Pete, I thought that game, because of who they didn't have, showed me a little something-something about the Cowboys. And that brings us to this point, right, as we open up the show. You got the Cowboys. We know the Eagles. The Cowboys... Our eyes tell us, you know, that they're far from a pretty picture, but they're effective enough. And they're 2-1 and one with Cooper Rush and a bunch of other things going on. And then there's the Giants. And I don't I – don't, before we get into the crux of what we're going to ask, like I don't know what your evaluation of the Giants after last night was. They were feisty, but – Without Sterling Shepard moving forward, that's going to be a really, really hard deal because we saw their offensive Does line. Does it make them hold on to Galladay and try to salvage that situation well, now? Maybe. I mean, it would. You, you know what would help? Hey, Kenny Galladay, you want to play more? Please catch a third and thirteen well, pass. Okay. Yeah. Please. That, that 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 helps. If I, you're playing that position, catching the football is usually a prerequisite. When you put it on your resume, uh, the number one the number one deal for a wide receiver is ability to catch the football. Yeah. That, that would help. I mean, uh, it's something that cost the Commanders a couple of times on Sunday. Granted, but the game it, but, was already but, one-sided. But Kenny Galladay's talking publicly yes. about being yes. uh, you know, despondent, about uh, you know, not being treated fairly, yeah. uh, things of that nature. You get your chance, catch the ball. All right, so, so I, I guess the best way to ask this is what you saw last night and what you've seen out of the Giants so far through three games. Can anybody argue? I mean, the record says they are, but can anyone argue that the Commanders are better than the New York Giants right now, today, this morning? Based on what you saw last night, what you've seen the first two weeks, wins on the road against Tennessee and at home against Carolina. Here's what I'll say. I think Washington I think Washington's the better roster. Mm-hmm. I think the Giants are the better coach team. I had a feeling you were going to go there. I mean, you know me. I'm in the Dable yeah. camp, yes, so you are. I'm taking I'm taking Dable ten times out of ten over over this this organization. Here I right wouldn't. Now. I, I had a feeling you were going to go there, but I can't tell you I disagree. I, 
and, mean, and, and again, I mean, Joe, and again, Joe Shane is going to be, I, I think, a, a rock very star. good general manager. I think he's going to be a rock star as a, I mean, a general manager. Like, he, you know, he was in that Bills front office. They rebuilt that organization, obviously learned from Brandon Bean working with McDermott. I, I mean, w- what they've done in Buffalo is amazing over the last, you know, five years, the transformation. Because, because Dable, and again, it's three games. You know, we, we might be having a different conversation at the end of October, November, whatever. Right. But right now, what I see out of them, I like a lot more sure. from a coaching standpoint than what I'm seeing here. They're and, and feisty. Brian, 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 everywhere along the way as a coordinator, right. has usually gotten really good results. What What is it about Dable that you've seen so far? Because last night, Daniel Jones, right? Daniel Jones was not great last night, but 20 of 37, a buck 96, no touchdowns, interception. Of course, we know he always can use his legs and racked up, you know, almost I mean, 80 dude, yards. He kept, look, he, his legs kept the Cowboys from having like eight or nine sacks. Right. And that, and that's the thing that I think when we evaluate Daniel Jones and Brian, D- I, look, I don't think, especially with Sterling Shepard out now. It looks like the rest of the year. I mean, that's what they're saying. I mean, it's going to sting. I mean, they're, right. they're, they're, they're definitely going to take a hit here. I don't think Daniel Jones is Dable's quarterback in any way, shape, or form. Okay? I, I think they're absolutely going to move on from him. I can't even see a franchise tag. I, I just can't no, see it. No. Right? Why, why, I mean, th- um, at this point, if he goes somewhere else and comes – first of all, if he goes somewhere else and he comes back to beat you, you, go, you walk across the field, you shake right. his hand, you say, congratulations, right. man, great maybe, game. Maybe because the market might be – so mishmashy that they could get him back on a one-year deal at a reasonable rate as a veteran competitor to the kid that they draft and the kid that they identify in a in a good quarterback heavy draft, right? But right now, today, again, different could be different in October, could be different in November, could be different in, in December. Are the New York Giants just better overall, period? Than the Washington Commanders, not coaching only, not personnel only, not record only, not talent only on paper. Mm. Are they better mm. than the Washington Commanders? Because we know the Dallas Cowboys are, and we know the Philadelphia Eagles are. And if your answer is affirmative, Pete Medhurst, then that means the Washington Commanders have quickly gone to again the seller of the NFC East in three weeks, and and. As the, re- I said, the record tells us that that's where they are, but is said, that real? As I said, we could be having a different conversation at the end of October, but here's what I'll say. I think Washington right now, because this is a player's game, so I'll say Washington's the better team. Mm. But, I will say Washington is the better team. Phrasing it like you just did. In other words, I can't pick and choose. Right. I can't pick better coach team. I can't pick better you know, roster because Just better overall. Washington's the best. If, if I'm getting ready to take over the team, if you present me with the opportunity, you can take over Team A or Team B. If the Giants are Team A, Washington's Team B, I'm still choosing Team B right now because I got a lot more weapons on Team B mm-hmm. that I can go to bat with, okay? I can go out here and... I can maybe outscore people when I'm not supposed to if I can protect my quarterback a little bit. The other side, look, the Giants showed you last night they're vulnerable against good pass rush, just like Washington yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so, they've got one one right now quality NFL lineman, and he's still young. 
Yeah. I mean, Evan Neal's probably going to be fine, but we all knew coming out of the draft, Evan Neal was going to be better as a pa- as a run blocker right. than he was in pass right. pro. I think a lot of your – I don't care what you say. And Alabama now running the system that they run now that they've expanded it, their offensive linemen are a little bit closer to being pass-protecting equipped when they come to the NFL – but it's still a different animal when you're teaching pass protection and pass protecting techniques mm-hmm. with offensive linemen at the NFL level just sure. because of the skill you go against sure. every Sunday in this league. But if I'm taking roster at roster A and roster B right now and I get to run it, I'm still going to take the Washington roster because of how far ahead I am offensively mm-hmm. with those skill guys. I think that's more than fair. Okay? I... I we we know we know we got to clean up on aisle five on the defense. That's right. you know, but they took a step. I mean, they 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 stood up this week and played better. St. Juice, look, I'll tell you what. I don't care. I don't care how much William Jackson III is being paid. I don't care how much Kendall Fuller is being paid. But when I go into my my defensive room and I put on my my grease board and I write the depth chart up this week, Benjamin St. Juice is playing one of my outside corners the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, uh, look, last maybe last he week was an aberration. He absolutely should. Maybe last week was an aberration, and he turns back into looking, you know, like a pumpkin at some point. Here. I mean, he he was their best corner but in Detroit too. I mean, he wasn't great, but he was their best ass corner off yeah. against good receivers this mm-hmm. week on the outside, and certainly looked like he was competing. Yes, I want people that want to compete. He was every more. He was snap. more than competing. I want people that want to compete right. every snap, and it's important to them. So 25's got a 25 must line up at one of my cornerback spots the rest of the season on the outside. All right, we're going to get into that, but again, right now, would you rather choose the Giants roster versus the Commanders roster? Would you choose the Giant organization as a whole, coaching, ownership, stability, recent history versus the Commanders <clears throat> mess, which will always be a mess. What would you choose? One, if you had the choice to work with. Two, does that, I guess, an extension of that, are the commanders, they are record wise through three weeks, are the commanders the worst team in the NFC East? And is it clear? Is it definitive? Is it just night and day compared to the other three? I'll give you my spin on that when we come back. Uh, let's get you guys aboard on the phones. 301. 301. Yep. 301-230-0980. Of course, we're streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Your thoughts now that we've made it through the first three games of the season, basically the first month here, and we've seen teams play against each other in the division right now. We knew Dable and Shane would eventually get the Giants going. Didn't know they'd be this feisty and this competitive this fast, but uh, they certainly look like they're on uh, the way up with a positive trajectory, but also with a quarterback issue that must be answered at some point. 301-230-0980. Is Washington the least in the NFC East? Tell us now on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Washington through the first three, a clear least in the NFC East. We've seen an improved Giants club, Cowboys winning without Dak, and the Eagles, of course, one of the league's best. That's that's not even debatable uh, at this point. 
Vaughn chiming in on Twitter says, "Why Washington Commanders are the least in the NFC East because the coaching staff can't and won't make appropriate adjustments and are stuck in a game that no longer exists. And he says, and, and I don't disagree with him here, he says, you know St. Juice not lining up outside when WJ3 gets back. The staff can't make that move because it will prove they were wrong and they can't do that. Which, to, be, to your to, point, to your point about, as we were discussing in this, this like Wentz is not Wentz is not being pulled mm-hmm. unless they're like three and ten, right? But but to be fair to them, William Jackson the third, to my knowledge, has never played inside. You know who has played inside? Kendall Fuller. Who they don't want to play inside Kendall for whatever Fuller. reason they have? Kendall Fuller. There you go. I mean. Like, not saying that that would solve all of Kendall Fuller's issues, because as you know, I mean, I've been talking about Kendall Fuller struggling since the preseason, and I know you and I had this, you know, like, like, and you're right. Uh, listen, you know, you go against a 6-7 tight end in the cor- in the front pin corner of the end zone, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, like, you're, gonna, you're, you're not going to win all of those. But, but strategically, but he, I mean, strategically. He was not good against Carolina either. No, but that's on the staff for putting him in that matchup. I know. But he was not. He didn't see something against Carolina and their touchdown on you know with their first team offense either. He wasn't great in game one. He got beat by Christian Kirk on that forty nine yard bomb. Uh, he wasn't great in game two by any stretch. I know he had one pass breakup in the end zone. The other one was a drop. Uh, he got his hand near there. He may have altered it slightly. That was a drop. That was a non-catch drop, whatever you want to call it. I'm not giving him credit for that. Uh, Kendall Fuller has not been good, and and, and there have been stretches of times where Kendall Fuller's been fine, where, where he's been good since coming back here. There's been also a couple of periods where Kendall Fuller has really struggled. And when William Jackson III is, A, not healthy, which he wasn't second half of last year, and, B, not good, that's a problem. Now, Benjamin St. Juice, top, you know, right now is their best corner. I think they can match it. I think they'll play more matchup zone uh, this week because C.D. Lamb will run a lot of his routes out of the slot. I think they will play more. They're going to continue to play more zone coverage because it's just easier. It's safer. It's safer. <laughs> um, it, it's it, it's it's safer. And but you can when playing zone, you can play more matchup zone, and I I, I think that will be okay. I don't. I don't worry about that one as much, especially with C.D. Lamb's propensity to drop pass. Now, that being said, check in with me Sunday at like 6 o'clock when C.D. Lamb has 150 receiving yards. But the question that, you know, and again, we're going to dissect the matchup and whatever. The question is, we know the Eagles are better. The Cowboys at 2-1, and one, the record tells us they're better, but your eyes tell you that they're better, right? And they're doing they it with their backup quarterback. Yeah, backup quarterback, Backup left tackle, who's a rookie, by the way, who, while he commits too many penalties, to your point, and you've sung the praises, that dude looks like Trent Williams out in space. He looks like Trent Williams in space. Look. He does. They had a great running game at Tulsa, and and he and Chris Paul were, you know, who Washington has, obviously, a guard, uh, were two huge factors in that. Right. But he's still a rookie. And he still spent all of training camp at left guard, most of training camp at left guard. He's not supposed to be playing left tackle. But it's the point we made about Evan Neal as well. He's just so raw from a technique standpoint, especially playing against pro players. He's going to commit penalties. You're going to have to live with one to two 10-yard penalties 
from him every game. But I thought Dallas's offensive line last night, to me, that's the that's the unsung story through these two wins without Dak is is the way the offensive line has played for Dallas, despite the injury to Tyron Smith, despite the 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 consternation at left guard uh, for this team. They've played a heck of a lot better through two weeks than I think anybody had no a doubt. right to expect Be- right because now. Because it's not only Tyron Smith, but it's also Connor McGovern yeah. that's out. And they lost Lyle Collins. Granted, he's always hurt. In the offseason in free agency at right tackle, right? So the Cowboys have had a, a really big shift on their offensive line. And so far, again, through three games, you know, they're doing, I guess, what you would describe as a fine job or a good enough job or a, a better yeah, job it's than, not extraordinary. than expected. Look, I mean, it's not, it's not extraordinary by any means, yeah. but it's better than we thought it was going to be. Right. So the question becomes is I, I don't think any I don't know if anybody could sit here unless you're such a blind homer and say, no, 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 the Cowboys are not better than the commanders, right? They are record wise, the proof in the pudding, but they are, I, I think, eyeball wise, especially when you consider how many injuries they are absorbing and playing with and winning with. Now, the commanders are dealing with injuries too. Every Leonard Williams didn't play for the Giants last night, right? Uh, Sterling Shepard's going to be lost for the year. We, we all understand teams. All had a teams lot have of injuries. injuries, man. The right? first couple weeks of the season. Yes, Holy we cow. have. All teams have injuries. We got it. But the Cowboys to do it with Cooper Rush, no Gallup, no Dalton Schultz, no Connor McGovern, no Tyron Smith. That's pretty freaking impressive. Okay, they're better than the Commanders. There's no questions asked. That doesn't mean they're going to guarantee to win on Sunday, but they are better than the Commanders. The only legitimate argument you can make is: Are the Giants better than the Commanders? And I again, I setting you up. I know you feel the coaching staff with the Giants better than the coaching staff here. It's hard to argue that. I need By the to way, see, shout I'm, out to Rocky Pinnock with a great point. How ironic is it Joe Shane's the one guy connected to Carolina that Ron didn't bring in? Uh, I don't think I, I don't think Joe was there when Ron was actually there. I'll cross. I'll look at the timetable to see if it crosses over. But I think Joe uh, maybe for a year it was more. Um, it was more Herney. Well, it was definitely Herney. And, and but her, but but Brandon Bean was like Herney's assistant, and then Gettleman. Remember, I don't think Joe Shane spent a lot. I think Joe Shane may have spent one year in Carolina, but I don't think it was much more than that. I could be wrong, but I remember thinking he was that. a scouting assistant for the Panthers. Uh, and then an area scout from 2001 to 2007. Okay, well, Ron didn't take over until 2011. Yeah, so so th- that's why not a not a Ron. Yeah. But but he was tutored under Brandon Bean. And, uh, all you need to know is that. Yep. Okay. I'm sorry. Brandon Bean laughed at everybody when he drafted Josh Allen number Assistant nine overall. GM of the team that everybody thought was going to win yes. the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. I mean, I, like like Joe Shane, I, I'm sorry, Brandon Bean laughed at everybody and gave the double middle finger to everybody when, when you all, and, and I was including it, oh, accuracy, Wyoming, this, that, and the other thing. And look at what they've done with Josh Hatton. Now, some of that is Dable, right? If not, a lot of that is Dable. We'll see. 
We'll see how good Dable is as a head coach. We'll see how good Joe, Joe Shane is. Remember, even Dave Gettleman made some really smart decisions, like Leonard Williams trading for him uh, from the Jets when everyone laughed and, and, and snickered. That was a pretty darn good trade. Uh, drafting Saquon Barkley over trading up for Sam, or the, what the Jets did, which was trading up for Sam Darnold, that was a pretty good decision. Dave Gettleman made a lot of other bad decisions. Not everybody's going to get some right. Everyone's going to get some wrong. The The jury is still out on Shane and, and Dable. But right now, right now, is the Giants organization better than the Commanders organization top to bottom when you factor in ownership, general manager, coach, roster? Dude, I gotta think, be about on- that. think about that question you just asked. Dan Snyder versus Mr. Mara in a cage, in a steel cage match. Uh, a, a lot of Commanders fans would actually be somehow rooting for Dan Snyder because they still hate Mara from the, the $36 oh, yeah. million dollar no penalty. No question. I, I'd take Mara. Cow- Cowboy, fan would, Cowboy fan would actually be yeah. in the Washington corner yeah. in that matchup, too. I, I mean, if you're not taking Mara, regardless of how you feel about his role in the $36 million punishment, you're out to lunch. <laughs> You're 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 completely <laughs> sleeping under a rock. You suck. You're stupid. Um, you're a dum dum. Uh, which, by the way, comes up later on, about two hours uh, from right now. Anyway, um, Pete, if you it, just if you stack both organizations side by side right mm-hmm. now, top to bottom, it's not much, but I I might surprise everybody here. I'm gonna take the Commanders. Wow. Right now, wow! After three weeks, shocker from Chris to Russell. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Commanders with a big. I'm really worried. I'm way more worried than Ron is is, is trying to sell. You know, pontoon boat Ron over there is trying to sell. Oh, guys, we're uh, guys, 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 guys. I didn't leak the report to Shefty. Uh, Tanya T may have. I didn't. Re- no, I'm just teasing. Like Ron's more worried about who leaked the report to Adam Schefter than his team being one and two and reeling. And they're not just one and two like the Bengals are one and two, or the Titans are one and two, or the 49ers are one and two. They are one and two, and they are reeling, and they are taking on water, and they are sinking, and they are gasping for air. That's their one and two. That's their reality. I still say, I still say, because of Daniel Jones, because of the Giants' offensive line, because of the Giants' injuries, even with the Commanders' injuries, the Commanders' offensive line, Carson Wentz being a complete rip your hair out roller coaster, he's going to drive me insane. And and I just kept warning you about this. Nobody wanted to listen. All of that being said, Riverboat Ron, Pontoon Boat Ron, Jack Del Rio, this, that, and the other thing, I need to see more out of Dable and his staff. I need to see more out of Joe Shane and his crew before I just crown them, crown their asses. I'm going to, as terrible of an owner as Dan and and, and TR, I'm still going to go the commanders in the slightest of edges over the Giants in terms of top to bottom, organization versus organization, who would win a death match Right now, today, for me, it's this commander's maybe 50.5%, maybe 51.8% to the Giants' 40, uh, 48.2%. Shout out to T, though, by the way, hooking up a youngster with cancer this yes. weekend with a great goodie bag Saw over that. there for Washington. So it's not all bad uh, over there. And the hog right farmers now. Uh, uh, doing a tremendous and, 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 job as but, well. I, I, 
I you, I won't say you just gave your co-host double middle fingers by picking Washington. I, I do understand where you're coming from. I respect where you're coming from. But to me, how you actually play the game is very important. The players on the field and the people coaching them. And that's why I give the Giants the edge, at least right now, based on what I see until I see different from this organization, right. which, again, continues to run on the hamster wheel over and over again. And what happens to the hamster, Chris? He gets a lot of exercise. Eventually but, he... But, but eventually he just goes, I'm tired. That's it. See you later. Donks get, off. Get another hamster in here. Get another gerbil. You know, next man up, next, next gerbil next up, next gerbil up, next hamster up. No, no doubt, three, one, two, three. <laughs> and up. by the way, just for the record, I did not give you the double middle finger. <laughs> what, what, what was I trying to do there uh, with the double middle finger? I was trying to make a point. Yeah, but you were talking about how uh, the Bills and Brandon Bean oh, right, picking right, right, Josh right. Allen right, right. just said to hell with all of you right. criticizing my choice. Well, wasn't wasn't that? I mean, isn't sure. that essentially what the, what happened? Look, you have plenty of evaluators, plenty of pontificators, including ones down the hall that don't watch college football and just looked at Josh Allen's numbers on the surface and said, oh, Wyoming, you know, low percentage. Uh, you know, the one year, I think it was his junior year, uh, when he had a really good crew, uh, the, the numbers were pretty good. Right. He had a lot of drops yeah. in his yeah. final year so at Wyoming. There was I a, remember that. That, that. I mean, Josh can well, play. I, now, he's still I'm, I'm not going to blame hey, anybody. Hey. I, I didn't think Josh Allen was going to be this good. I he's thought there was a chance. He's not to the Super Bowl I know. yet. So, I, know. I know. But he does have Buffalo very relevant in football, which they weren't for quite some yeah. time. 301-230-0980. Is Washington the least of the NFC East here after a month of the season? We've had some great opinions shared on Twitter so far at WrestleMania 621 at Pete Medhurst. Make your opinions known on the phone lines as well. 301-230-0980. Right now, the big fella tells us what's trending. All right, we're going right out to the calls in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned, guys. We see you there. Uh, we understand that you are passionate about this, which is great. The Cowboys improving to 2-1 and one in advance of hosting the Washington Commanders this Sunday at AT&T Stadium. 23-16, Monday Night Football, as heard here on the Team 980, doing it with a bunch of guys, including uh, Dak Prescott, of course. Now, Prescott sending mixed messages, says he wants to play against the Commanders, uh, but the feeling is, according to multiple reports, is that he won't be clear in time to play this Sunday. Either way, Cowboys Commanders this Sunday at AT&T Stadium, Washington 1-2, and two, and the Dallas Cowboys now 2-1. and one. Giants 2-1 and one as well, and they could be without Sterling Shepard for the rest of the year, as we've touched on a couple of times. Uh, a knee injury, just running a route last night, awful. No official word, but the fear is that he will be lost for the year. Also, the fear is Mac Jones will be lost at least a month, maybe more, with a severe high ankle sprain for the New England Patriots, suffered in a loss to the Baltimore Ravens uh, last uh, or on Sunday, I should say. And here's a little bit of a reprieve, at least for now, Miles Garrett, the tremendous pass rusher and defensive end of the Cleveland Browns was in a one car accident uh, in northern uh, northwestern Ohio yesterday. His agent said he did not break any bones in the accident, but we're still awaiting official word on any injuries and what kind of situation he is going to deal with medically. A female passenger was also uh, part of that. Both, again, non-life-threatening injuries, uh, and the car, of course, suffered some significant damage. And that's what's trending.
Heads up in the area of Blaine Street over in Northeast. They got a police barricade situation going there right now. So don't want to be over there if you don't have to be right now. 301-230-0980. Russell and Medhurst, 9 to noon here each and every day on the Team 980. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. You know where you don't want to be? Um. Also? That's a great question. You tell me. West Coast of Florida. Oh, dude. Uh, Ian dealing, is up to a four. Yeah. Been dealing with my mom. My mom is about an hour and a half north of Tampa, but mm-hmm. right on the water. Yeah. And she is, um, you know, she's been in a rehab facility because of sh- some significant health problems, right? Uh, but, you know, she was doing a little bit better, but now just got word, you know, and that's uh, like I'm trying to deal with my sister and my mom and whatever. You know, I was on the phone all night last night. You know, she's uh, being relocated. You know, they, they have to relocate the entire um, rehab I think facility. Manatee, Manatee County, they're turning the water off because they want people to leave. Yeah. They can't oh, turn no, the no. power yeah. off. It's like mandatory evacuations, yeah. like if you're in Tampa and whatever. But now she's about an hour and a half north of Tampa. But, I mean, directly Still could be in the path directly of the north. Dough, of, yeah. Oh, she absolutely is. So they have to move them more inland, obviously, into you know flood zones. So I just got word officially that they're doing that, na- like in the process of doing that now, because last night she was telling me they told them that they were going to do it. I Text messages, all, you know, phone calls, whatever. It's just scary because, you know, you got you got health issues and whatever. I, I mean, you know, old people are harder to move because they move slower. That takes more time, whatever. I mean, my mom's 77 years old. She's got osteoporosis. She's got, I but mean, her, you know, she's you're got having to relocate, though, an entire rehab facility, which is, right. you know, right. again, it's a much larger undertaking than just, hey, everybody, let's get on the bus well, and go. And it's you know. also like, you know, uh, of course, the entire area of Tampa, Clearwater, I think Sarasota, Dunedin all those places down there uh and it's the surrounding areas too it's not just oh if you live in tampa but if you live 15 miles inland you're fine because yes if you live 15 minutes inland you're you're you're, or 15 miles inland you're better off but the 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 what is it the veracity yeah i mean it's still it's still a category four hurricane right now. sure and you get uh, i mean you might not get the category four effect but you damn straight, Skippy, going to get the Category 2 effect or whatever it is, which is winds 110, 115 miles per And I'm no meteorologist, nor do I pretend to be one. You know, I know we have enough of those uh, around here between Sheehan and um, and who else does the meteorology bit. I don't, I don't even remember. But, you know, either way, uh, you know, it's, it, it, yeah, you do not want to be messing with uh, messing with that. They're going to, re- they relocated the Buccaneers uh, to Miami, but apparently they're not going to play in Miami because they don't want to use up federal and state resources uh, on Sunday against the Chiefs. So, I mean, it's obviously affecting the sports world as well. Yeah, East Carolina and South Florida talking about playing over at Florida Atlantic as well. Let's go to the phones. Uh, we'll start here with line two. Ron is in Fort Washington. What's up, Ron? Go ahead. Ron? I think. I think I did this right. No? Matt, maybe you're going to have to do this. I hit the button. It it illuminated. I just don't know what happened. Is it up on our board? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Is there one that says phone? uh, I didn't check that part. Uh, Matt, nope. uh, no, there's no, uh, uh try oh, there, right there. VX phone one. There ah, it is. There it is. Ron, go ahead. We gotta have that up too. Hi, Ron. Hi. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Gotcha. Sorry about that, Ron. 
All right, no problem. I kind of know I was going to be the number one caller but for your show, it sounds like. But let me just say this. Uh, you know, you're wasting your question ask comparing organizations and where we are right now after three games. Every We don't play 82 games a year. So when you only got 17 games to play, oh, that's, a, that's a few games. So every game is critical. We get to one and three on Sunday. I don't know, man. I think it's over. I think, you know, what are we waiting on? We need to try to find out if the rookie's any good, how, or go back to Taylor Heineke and give him plays that are good for him. Run some of the same plays that, that he ran in college or something like that that could give him that, that mobility. You don't have a line to block, so you better do something or we're just waiting on Carson Wentz to get hurt. Ron, I'm with you. Ron, I appreciate the call. I'm with you 100%. Because as we said yesterday, Chris, you got dumped the call. Um, As I said yesterday, you know, it's not out of the realm. They're sitting there at one and five. And and all of the enthusiasm we had after week one uh, goes in a dumper and turns into a disaster. Mm -hmm. Now, there's, there's also an ability with, you know, again, Will Cooper Rush play great again? Will he play well enough? Will the Dallas defense, uh, you know, terrorize the Washington uh, offensive line as we're anticipating that will happen? You know, can Tennessee do the same thing? They don't have the depth of pass rushers that Philadelphia and Dallas right. have. And then you have Chicago after that on a short week, which is a, a complete crapshoot because you're playing a game and then you're playing four days later. Yeah. I love EB of the junkies. There are no guarantees on this schedule. I, he keeps screaming about None. how fortuitous the schedule is. He's right. It's better than playing the Green Bay Packers and the L.A. Hey, Rams. Right. Analytically, it is. There is no buys. There are no easy games. There are no absolute, no doubt, surefire winnable games for the Commanders. None. At no, all. No Period. doubt. 301 230 More of your phone calls next right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app.